Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello, I'm Ross Birkinshaw and thanks for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday the 23rd of October. A dad of six has been described as a loving, caring gentleman following his tragic death in the sea off the Kent coast. Tributes have been made to 38-year-old Matthew Collins, who died in Broadstairs just three weeks after the birth of his sixth child. Lucy has the details. His heartbroken mum, Melanie Collins-Brett, says her son's death has devastated the family, adding he was the best son ever and I'm going to miss him terribly. He was my friend and such a gentle, loving and caring son. Matthew's partner, Lucy Smith, who's the mother of his three-week-old son, Ronnie, described him as the most loving, kind man. In a tribute to the 38-year-old, she wrote, You are and will always be the love of my life. You were the best dad to our son, even though I know it wasn't for long. An online fundraiser has been set up by stepsister Debbie to help cover the costs of his funeral, with almost £4,000 donated already. The circumstances of Matthew's death remain unclear. A police officer's been left with serious facial injuries following an attack near Sittingbourne. Four officers were assaulted after being called to reports of a disturbance on Church Lane in Newington on Sunday morning. Seven people were arrested, a man and three women have now been charged. Police searching for a missing Gillingham girl have been updated with a new sighting. 16-year-old Grace Fisher disappeared 11 days ago. Officers say she was last seen in the Jackson's field area near City Way in Rochester. A man was previously arrested before being released on bail. Now, as we mark Black History Month, there are calls for more people from ethnic minority backgrounds in Kent to get involved in politics. Stats given to Kent Online show fewer than 5% of county councillors are BAME. Bosses are being urged to do more to encourage underrepresented communities to come forward. Lola Asawai has has been a member of Aylesford Parish Council for five years and has been speaking to Sophia Atkin from our colleagues at KMTV. There's not enough diversity. I mean, we're in 2023 and we're still talking about equalities and diversity. We, we should have moved away from, 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 from that in this 2023 season that we're in. Let's look across the whole of Kent region. We don't have any black MPs. You don't have any black county councillors. You can count how many you've got, even in some of the local authorities that we have within Kent. And the diversity is not, it's not enough. And people can't say, well, they're not put, we're not putting ourselves forward. That's why I always put my head above the parapet. Anything comes up, I put myself out there because I want people to know that we are here. Because Kent is more diverse than what it used to be and we need to be encouraged because what we're seeing at the moment is tokenism and for someone like me it's even hard because I have realized they don't like a woman especially a black woman who is outspoken who just says that as it is and why do you think it isn't being reflected? You say people are putting themselves forward. Why aren't they? Why aren't, isn't it being well, represented? Well, I, I can only speak for this side. I mean, we don't have a lot of us coming out and being 
wanting to be in politics. And I feel the reason being that politics is a dirty game. It is, I used to say I'm not a politician, but something drove me into wanting to be in politics because I realized that politics shapes every aspect of our lives. That's where the key decisions are being made. And if we're not in it, we can't influence the change that we want to see. And I would just encourage more black people to come out there and be part of politics and be part of what's happening within their community. And that's what's going to bring the change. The more of us that are putting ourselves out there with different political parties, the better it is for us here in Kent. Why do you think people aren't putting themselves forward? Number one, the fear of rejection. I have been rejected so many times when I put myself forward, I don't get selected, I don't get shortlisted. It's so discouraging. But what I'll say to people is, don't be discouraged. No matter how many times people keep you down, you just have to keep rising above it. And we also need to be determined to be part of what is going on in our region, to have a voice in our region, to share the services that have been delivered in our region to suit people like us. Because even in our hospitals, in the fire services, you know, they're not getting it right for black people because we don't have enough of us in there helping to shape the service that has been delivered. And that's why I put myself in, 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 into different things within the Kent region. So for us to be reflected in what's going on and for me to see that the services that they're delivering is suited for black people. Habib Tijan is a councillor in Medway and agrees more needs to be done to attract people from different communities. There is uh, room for improvement, I would say, uh, in terms of age, gender and race. Uh, for example, if we look at race, 10% uh, of our population, between 10 to 12% of our population in Medway is of the ethnic minority. And uh, I don't think that's proportionate to the representatives we have on our our council currently so we could do a lot more and to raise uh, our, our game uh, remove all barrier to enter and encourage people from diverse background to get involved and and take part in the decision-making process uh, of, of this place you know because every decision affects everyone so I think we could do a lot more in encouraging people from diverse background to take part in politics and would you say that there are enough people from diverse backgrounds putting themselves forward? And if not, why aren't there more people? I'd say it depends on the environment. It depends on, you know, the situation. And sometimes uh, it's just, I mean, that's the barrier to, to entry. For example, from my perspective, it was quite difficult for me to get involved in the community at an earlier age. I mean, I had a young family. I was working away from home most times, so it made it difficult uh, to get involved in the community. So, I mean, we got to look at that and how do we attract people? How are we more flexible? You know, how do we, how can the council, uh, when do we hold our meetings? Would that exclude people from who are stay, you know, in full-time employment? I was fortunate to be working for myself at the time I got involved, so I had a little bit of flexibility, but it's not quite easy if you're working in London or uh, away and, and you really want to put in, you know, that time and serve your community. If you've got a young family as well, it could be a little bit challenging. So I think, yeah, we could do a lot more um, with regards to how we encourage people from diverse backgrounds uh, to get involved in our decision-making process.
Midweek Council Leader Vince Maple says they try to attract a variety of people from all walks of life. I think having a political system and political leadership that matches the community it's there to represent is really important. When we took over in May, uh, two of the things that I was very clear on, I wanted to make sure we had a gender balanced cabinet. For the first time in Medway Council's history, we've delivered that. But in, in, importantly as well, having people from a range of backgrounds. So uh, we've got you know a, a diverse cabinet. There's always more work to be done, but I'm proud that our statistics both as a Labour group, but also as a Labour cabinet, are, are beyond what we have here in Medway statistically. So that's a good place to be. But there's always more work to be done. And I think one of the issues, particularly when it comes to this uh, issue of representation, is actually the vitriol that people get on social media that disproportionately impacts on uh, representatives from an uh, LGBT background, from a BAME background, and indeed women. So from that perspective, it's about trying to make sure that we support those who are interested in coming into politics and give them the tools they need in those sometimes challenging times, I'd say particularly online. And you say there's work to do to sort of improve the diversity of your cabinet, so what will you do to, to make it even more diverse than it is? Well, I think it's about encouraging people to step forward for election in the first place by the very nature of it. Uh, I've got 33 people to choose from to be in that cabinet, so it's about trying to make sure that pool of uh, candidates as they would be, councillors as they become elected and of course cabinet members when we select them. Uh, it's about trying to make sure that they've got the skills and attributes to supporting them through training but also encouraging people to stand in the first place. I, I think we've got a good track record in Medway of supporting individuals when they're perhaps thinking about standing to put themselves forward and importantly get that support they need when they're going through that journey from candidate to councillor. And how can we encourage I think it's about that support, that initial support when someone put first puts themselves forward to say I'm interested in this. So certainly from the perspective of the uh, recent elections in May we had the most diverse set of candidates across the 59 individuals that we've ever had before from a Labour perspective. I'm really proud of that. That has taken some work, some encouragement, some specific training as well. And I welcome all of that. Of course, you can never be complacent. So of course, we recognise where we are today. Things change, people move on, people stop being elected representatives, people perhaps become MPs instead of councillors. Uh, so from that perspective, you've always got to keep a view on who could be the next person to step forward for an election, who could be the next person to take a step from the back benches into the cabinet. And that's something myself and actually our whole team are always doing. We're always looking out for the next person who could be a Labour and Cooperative councillor. Kent Online News. A drunk driver who killed a 10-year-old girl near Dartford has been jailed for 12 years. Lily Lockwood died after being hit by a car while crossing the road near her home in Stone in July last year. 53-year-old Gavin Proger from Bayliu Rise in Rochester was speeding and had taken cocaine. Figures out today show a drop in unemployment in Kent. About 37,800 people were claiming out-of-work benefits in August. That's down by 400 compared to the previous month.
A Canterbury woman who lost her dad to pancreatic cancer says he could have had more time with his family if his treatment hadn't been delayed. 67-year-old Clive Fisher was told chemotherapy could extend his life, but it was put off for two months and was then deemed too late. East Kent hospitals have apologised for the distress caused and say steps are being taken to reduce delays and speed up diagnoses. Now, there's been a rise in the number of parents and carers reaching out to support services for help because their children won't go to school. Action for Children says there's been a 60% increase in contact from people looking for help with school refusal and anxiety. Kent's mum, Tanya's teenage daughter, was thriving and sociable before the pandemic hit but started struggling coming out of lockdown. It all started um, after lockdown. Um, so it was only a couple of days at a time she'd wake up, couldn't go in. Um, so I'd be like, okay, we'll try again tomorrow, we'll see how you feel. And it's gradually got worse to the point where she's not going in at all. Um, she would have panic attacks. Um, some days she would get up, get dressed, get to the front door and just freeze. She isolates herself in her bedroom. I mean, I get she's a teenager. They do that anyway, but the only time she'll come downstairs is for food. Um, but in regards to the panic attacks, it's either a full-blown meltdown or she'll just go blank and stare at the floor and you can't get a response out of her. So how are you managing with her schoolwork? Is the school sending work home for her to complete? Is she missing out on the on the work? Um, they won't send work home because it's condoning the behaviour. And how is it impacting her, uh, the rest of her life? Is it impacting uh, your ability to sort of to function as a family or her social life? Is it having a knock-on effect? Uh, so she's got no friends. The only friend she has is a couple that she's made online um, that obviously I've checked. They are their age. They're nice. I've heard from their parents. Um, but yeah, like if we go out during the day, which is hard to get her to come out, but if she does, she sticks to my side. She won't leave my side. Um, if we go to my mum's house and I have to like pop to work or something, she will stick to my mum's side. It's like she has to have an adult to cling to. Can you tell me a little bit about what you've been, how you've been trying to help her? Um, so we had early help come and help us. Um, we've had counselling. Um, I've been to the doctors. They've tried anxiety medication. Um, she's on the waiting list for CAMS. Basically, anything you can think of, we've tried. And nothing seems to either help her or give her that push to even try. And I'm now at the point... Like I contacted a parent helpline. Um, I mean, finding out that I'm not the only one going through this is amazing. Um, but yeah, in regards to the school and the doctors, I feel like there's only so much they can do, but we need more. Tell me about um, when you reached out to Action for Children. What was what was that experience like, and what's that given to you? So. That was a really bad day for Ronnie to the point where I was in tears. Um, 
So I was online looking for someone to talk to. And so I told them, found them, told them my story, told them what we were going through. And they recommended me to some other, I think they were charity organisations that could help me. And somehow they managed to calm me down and explain that I wasn't the only one going through it. This is not a rarity at the minute. And it just, it made me feel so much better. Kent Online reports. A man in his 30s has died after his van collided with a lorry in Ashford. The crash happened on the Great Chart Bypass yesterday morning. Police are still investigating. A man allegedly threatened to chop off a far-right political leader's head with a samurai sword while he was out canvassing in Kent. Paul Golding, the controversial leader of Britain First, was reportedly threatened by a man branching the weapon while delivering leaflets in Dartford last January. 58-year-old Edward Blackett of Coombefield Drive has been charged with a fray assault and two counts of possession of a bladed article in public. He's due back in court next month. A damning report described processing centres for asylum seekers in Kent as insanitary and unacceptable. People were found sleeping on cardboard boxes with a lack of toiletries and a high risk of infection spreading at sites in Dover and Manston. The Home Office say significant improvements have been made since the inspection. And a derelict pub in a Kent village could be demolished and replaced with three homes. The King's Head in Five Oak Green near Paddock Wood has been closed since 2017 and has already been partially knocked down. Developers have now submitted plans for two and three bedroom properties. Kent Online reports. Two teenage boys have been seriously injured in a motorbike crash in Tunbridge. They were travelling along Carpenter's Lane when they collided head-on with a horse box on Sunday afternoon. A 17-year-old is in a critical condition. The other boy, who's 15, is stable. Another motorcyclist failed to stop at the scene. He's been arrested as investigations continue. A consultation is now underway on plans to build a new electricity station on Minster Marshes in Thanet. It's part of the National Grid's Sealink project, which aims to connect supplies between Kent and Suffolk. Campaigners say it'll destroy a wildlife habitat that's been undisturbed for centuries. Kent Online News. A micropub near Ashford has doubled in size after becoming so popular staff had to turn customers away. The Doghouse on the Evegate Business Park in Smeath is the top-rated venue in the area on TripAdvisor. They've built an extension so they can add 12 more tables as well as a new stage. And go to Kent Online to see a picture of a crocheted Doctor Who TARDIS that's popped up in Rochester High Street. The old BT phone box has been repurposed as a mini gallery. Kent Online Sports. Football and Gillingham are back on the road tonight as they travel to take on Swindon Town. They'll be looking to bounce back from a 2-1 defeat to Notts County, which has left them ninth in the League Two table. Interim duels boss Keith Millen spoke about this evening's match with reporters after Saturday's game. In terms of Tuesday, this trip to Swindon Town, are you aware of the slightly peculiar rivalry between the, the Swindon and the Gillingham fan bases that stems back a, a few years? Not particularly, no, I've not uh, looked into that yet. Um, but if there's a rivalry, great, as long as they're well behaved. Um, and if it adds to the atmosphere, then 
I, I love it and atmosphere. I mean, at times the, the, the atmosphere today was great. So, um, yeah, if our fans get their fans going and it adds to the atmosphere, then as long as it's nothing untoward, then I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, obviously not a location thing, but just in terms of meaning to the Jills fans, I think Swindon is, is one that they'll obviously want to not lose, I think, as much as get a result down there. Would, would that be a decent result, perhaps? Well, we, we're going to go there to win, um, without a doubt. And that they are similar, Swindon, in respects of their their outlook to games. They've had some big scoring. Um, they're, they're a wide, expansive passing team. So we, I've got to do my homework on that, obviously. Um, and it will be a case of, which is probably the case for most of the season so far, when we do have our chances and we create chances, can we be a little bit more ruthless and take them? And just in terms of yourself, obviously, possibly your last game in charge on, on Tuesday as well. It would be nice, I guess, for you to, to go out on a high and obviously end what's been a, a, an awkward run away from home. Yeah, yeah, no, it would be. Um, for, not so much me personally, of course, I, I want to win every game, um, but it's not going to define sort of what I do after Tuesday. Um, so it's more about making sure the players are ready. Um, we, we look at what Swindon do a little bit more tactically. We've got hopefully a couple of lads back. Obviously, Shad's back from suspension. Shay hopefully will be better. Um, so, um, and obviously, Willow. It was available again today, so we've got some some options, um, and I think the freshness is going to be important. Away from home, we we need to look at um, so first of all who's fit, who's fresh. It will be a case of trying to get as much freshness I think in the team as possible, um, and then tactically, what gives us the best chance of winning the game. There are plans to build a new rugby stadium in Kent as a professional team is looking to move to the county. Wasps are currently based in Coventry but were removed from the Premiership after going into administration a year ago. Bosses are now in talks to relocate to the outskirts of Swanley. Well, that's all from us. Thanks ever so much for listening. And don't forget, you can always follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email inbox each morning via the briefing to sign up just head to kentonline.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast